Hello and welcome to another episode of the Nothing But Football podcast, a football podcast where we give you everything football related and a couple of things that aren't. This week, there was a lot of activity in football. I'm sure we'll be going through quite a bit in terms of week uh, game week nine in the English Premier League. Shout out first and foremost to the South Africans playing abroad. We're going to talk about European football quite a bit. I think it's good to shout out um, our South African players out there in Europe and play. First and foremost, we have, uh, you know, a local legend, uh, a local legend in the making, Percy Tau. How did Percy Tau get on this weekend, Christos? Uh, Percy Tau did well, uh, playing for Anderlecht. He plays against uh, Lovren, uh, scored the second goal uh, where they drew 2-2. Uh, so I just wish he gets the opportunity to play for Brighton in the Premier League. I'd like to see him play there. Well, I think I'm going to die well. Go on the side road here. The reason why he's not playing, apparently, is because of our FIFA rankings. South Africa is so low that when he applies for a work visa, it's like harder than normal. So again, yeah. South African officials are in us down on that one. Yeah, so, so um, in England, um, players outside of Europe need work permits. And to get a work permit, the rules, uh, the rules say you have to be, um, in one of the top ranking nations, I think it's the top 30, 40? Top 50. Top, top 50. And you have to have played 75% of their games over the past two years. But we'll get into that for now. I hope you're, I hope you're, um, used to us by now, but let's, let's just introduce three friends and fellow co-hosts on my left. First and foremost, Chris, aka Uncle Curtis. Yep. Yep. I'm back, guys. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, football is beautiful. Heartbreak once again. What can I say? <laughs> and on my right, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Potion, aka yes. Mpo. How are you guys doing? Are we good? Are we uh, good? It's going to be another interesting topic about football and letdowns. So, yeah, let's get <laughs> on to it. All right. So, let, let's, let's just get into it. Let's just get straight into the Premier League, game week nine. I think we, we spoke about Percy Tau and Percy Tau's on loan at Anderlecht from, from Brighton. Yeah, from Brighton. From Brighton. Now, Brighton over, over this weekend, um, played away against Aston Villa and actually won the game 2-1. Uh, that was a shock result to me. Uh, I do not see how Brighton beat Aston Villa because Aston Villa do generally play better against the lower sides this season. Uh, only, who did they lose to so far this season? They only lost to Leeds. They lost a couple games. Yeah, they lost, they lost a couple games. two other games. They beat Liverpool, so they were looking solid. So I was quite surprised when they, they lost that they, game. They took a they took a three 0 against somebody recently. They 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 their games have been up and down. They've just got a they've got a decent squad because I mean I think Brighton's in the Premier League about a year or two longer than um, Aston Villa. Yeah, and Aston Villa. You remember Brighton comes into the league under Chris Hughton. Has some good performances under there. They get rid of uh, Chris Hutton and bring him Grand Potter, yeah. and their football's actually quite better this season, right? And and there's some decent players there. I mean, Tariq Lamptey, Ben White, who was at loan at Leeds last season, yeah, last season in the Champions League, Leeds wanted him back. Quite a quite a good defender, but but a, but a decent result. I think the difference was Danny Olbeck in that game because right? I my man Danny I watched it. He, he actually had a good performance there. So yeah, the guys are waking up. Lalana is also in there, you know. They did recruit decently then, yeah. Because even with uh, Tariq Lamptey over there, mm. got a red card in the ninety fourth minute. But when you watch Brighton play, even though he comes from defense, he's very exciting to play. Yeah, no, he is. 
is running up and down, bursting up and down the wing. Quite a, quite a decent game. But the game of the weekend. Let's chat about the game of the weekend. Tottenham, Man City. Jose versus Pep. It's quite a, an upset if you look at it. The a, result. a Mourinho masterclass? Typical Mourinho. I want to call it a masterclass, but it's typical Mourinho. Why wouldn't we call it a masterclass? I do not like defensive football. It was a smashing grab. They literally won that game because a goal was disallowed in the first half. When it's debatable if it was a handball. Yeah. If it goes 1-1, I think City have the momentum to continue going on. So, don't get me wrong. They deserve to win it because it was a solid defensive performance. And that's why sometimes you get the rub of the green where a goal should stand, where the goal doesn't stand. And then Man City are always chasing the game. And when you're always chasing the game against Mourinho, he'll hit you with a big counter-attack, second goal, game over. But Mr. Potion, is that not part of football? Does that not happen in football? When you're not a goal down, you chase the game. Well, I guess, like, he does have a point that once you, like, once you go, like, get a goal disallowed, it kind of, like, demotivates you. Like, you feel like the world is kind of against you, i.e., in this case, the refs are against you. So, yeah, I can see where, where Uncle Curtis is coming from. And I can also understand what you're saying, that, no, that shouldn't really, like, you know, discourage a team. But it was a masterclass from, from Marie. Because another talking point that I also saw during the game, halftime, uh, who was the ref again? Mike Dean. That man. Oh, of course. <laughs> and when they showed why he disallowed the goal, and the man pointed to his shoulder. According to the new rules, this is not offside. I mean, it's not a handball. Mm-hmm. Handball is from the joint going down. Yeah. So we got refs who don't know the rules. 51 year old men need to retire. That's all I can say. <laughs> Look, in, 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 in my, in my opinion, I think it's really one of those 50 50s. The goal being ruled out, I'm okay with it. But if the goal stood, I'm okay with it too. Yeah. Because it's one of those, it's so on the border. But, just going back to the performance, um, I think we're talking about the disallowed goal and, and, and that. But Tottenham went top in this game, guys. Yeah. Tottenham went top of the league. Let's talk about their performance. Shame I won't lie. I'll give them that. I don't like them, but their performances have been quite consistent since towering you guys 6-1. <laughs> That's the only game they played attacking in, eh? No, 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 no. They scored, they scored, they scored six against United. They scored seven in another game. I'm talking about um, against top opposition. You see how far you've fallen down the pecking order, Lucas? Where Mourinho attacks against Man United? You would never heard that in the past. Hey, let's stick to the game, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think this was a great performance. I think tactically, when, when I look at the game tactically, right? Yeah. Because um, Man City, we kind of know how they play, right? They they put their wingers high and wide. Regulon and Sirs Aurea had a good game. They put their two number eights high up the pitch. Uh, Musa Sissoko and Hoiberg stayed in position, didn't didn't give that ball around. Um, Rodri generally sprays the passes out. Ndombele and Kane shackled him. I think it was a fantastic um, tactical performance. I hear you on that part, right? But even when you look at the game... Uh, if Man City had a more clinical striker on the pitch, I feel Aguero puts one of the chances away. Do you think they were clean chances? A couple of them were decent chances. It's, there was a couple of posts, if I'm not mistaken, unless that was another game, but a couple of them were decent chances. Mm. And when you have 80% possession in a game, 
Yeah, you are bound that is when you have a top striker that is to score. Now, 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 um, you, you say when you have 80% possession in the game, Mourinho, Mourinho himself will, will, has previously said, I don't have to have the ball to control the game. I hear you on that part, right? Mourinho yeah. once wrote in his program notes, one of the easiest things to do in football is win one nil. So, I hear you when you talk about that, right? But then when I say, you look at the Man City chances, it's not like they weren't having shots. Uh, it wasn't that the, it was last minute blocks in a couple of instances and so forth. So in most games, I feel I've seen better performances from a Mourinho team in other games, right? Where there weren't so many shots. There weren't so many crosses going to the box. Gabriel Jesus is decent, but he hasn't proven himself to me to mm. be a top striker in the Premier League because he goes hot and cold. They are Ferran and Torres. So, I think Mourinho's actually right now, Mourinho, Pep, is actually right now trying to find another top-class striker. So are, are you giving this result more to City's um, weaknesses than to Tottenham's strength? City have been struggling in front of goal for a very long time. So are you giving this result more to City's weaknesses than Tottenham's strength? Yes. Arsenal fan. Yes. <laughs> yes, I am giving it that because even when you look at Spurs, Spurs will do a Spurs and go lose against a random team. Okay. Mr. Potion, Mourinho generally in his second season tends to have his best season when he, when he's at clubs. Um, Porto won the league second season. Chelsea the first time won the league second season. Real Madrid won the league second season. Inter won the league second season. Came back to Chelsea, won the league second season. Man United second season finished second. Still claims that as a, as a good achievement. This is his second season at, at, at Spurs. Yeah, no, but I feel like he already said this because I watched that documentary all or nothing. I think he already said that, like, this team already is pretty good. Like, what he mm. had, he said, nah, listen, I can win something with this team. Yeah. So, you're right about the second season thing. It should actually be, this is his time. If he doesn't do it now, then I don't know because he's got one of the informs, well, the best strikers the even best. in Premier League history. Yeah. Could say, yeah, in Harry up Kane, there. up there, he's there. Got a like everything is decent in his team, so I think he, he, like, let's give him his flowers. He actually should take it, like, he's in, in the race. We can't disqualify him, race. he's in the race, and he's one of the, the top six managers who's doing pretty well right now. Everyone's going through a topsy turvy phase, so I think we have to give it to him at this moment. Uncle Curtis, you, you, you've mentioned about City's chances that they missed in that. How would you rate Spurs on the counter-attack? Cause I think they did quite well on the counter-attack too. Obviously City had more of the percentage and maybe more chances. Um, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say there were clean chances. Um, but, but I think Spurs had a lot of opportunity too on the counter-attack. Yeah. But then with Spurs, I'm not going to judge them against how they play against City. Uh, especially away from home, because again, typical Mourinho, go away from home, make sure it's a clean sheet. If I get a goal or two, great. It it, it was at uh, it was at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Oh, it was at the stadium. Okay, yeah. then I was but okay against a top four position. You just keep a clean sheet. If I score one or two, great. If I'm gonna judge him, I'm gonna judge him against Burnley when nobody's attacking him, uh, where they sit back and they do his tactics to say, okay, let me get one goal. And then we'll see how it goes. So now, now they've played nine games, right? It's a quarter of the way through in the season. 
the, the table is starting to take shape. It's a quarter of the way. There's still three quarters to go. But after that one quarter, they're top. They've always been good. I think there was a season or two ago, they were top again. They fell off to finish third or fourth. Okay, so, so you're writing them off from history. From history. It's Spurs. Okay. Their performance in the game. And I'm also writing them off according to how they play in the Europa League. Their second squad. Okay. They struggle to put teams away that nobody knows where they're from in the Europa League. So if Harry Kane or Son gets injured, what's going to happen to Spurs? Uh, compared to the way Liverpool are handling injuries right now. I was shocked, but we'll discuss that later in okay. the podcast. Okay. So, 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 so bef- before we go on to talk about, uh, about City, Spurs' next five games from here. Spurs, mm-hmm. Spurs is top after nine, after nine games. Mm-hmm. Spurs' next five game is Chelsea. Crystal Palace, Leicester, oh sorry, Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Liverpool, Leicester, and then Wolves. And there's an Arsenal game to reschedule. I don't know if it'll, it'll fall in those places, but as well as Europa League games and an EFL uh, quarterfinal coming up. So in the next five games, I guess we'll get to see a lot about Mourinho Spurs. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're playing who? Chelsea this weekend? Spurs. Yeah. Chelsea coming up, then Palace, then Liverpool, then Leicester, then Wolves. Mm, That's it. That's a tricky. It's a tricky run of fixtures, and I think already Spurs are at a disadvantage because Chelsea are playing today uh, on Tuesday in the Champions League. Spurs are playing when Thursday. Yeah, yeah. And then they're going to play Sunday again. Yes. Mourinho's going to fill the second string team over there. He's not going to risk Kane. He's not going to risk Son in the Europa League. And then if they come through that, I don't rate Frank Lampard that highly quite yet, right? But he did beat Mourinho once last season, if not twice. I don't know how many times he played Chelsea, but he played that one game. Mm-hmm. So. The game I'm going to watch him play against is if Zahar is playing is against Crystal Palace. So, so, so what do you, what do you think about the squad until that so game by, happens? By the way, Mourinho did, uh, lose to Lampard twice. Yeah. Last so sure. But that's last season. No, no. Just right. La- last season, Mourinho's Tottenham has a boatload of injuries. Yeah. This is when, uh, Son and Kane were struggling. Yeah. You see? That boatload thing. of injuries. Boatload, but that's, that's what it I'm talking about. It wasn't necessarily boatloads. It was... It, they were headway They had quite a few. Come no, on. No, no, no. Which they defenders were injured for them? Hey? Which defenders were injured? Which defenders were injured? For Spurs last season? It was Kane. They were struggling to score. They weren't yeah. struggling. They were struggling to score. That's it was why they Kane yeah. and Son. They brought in Bergwijn and Jetson Fernandez to actually balance... Well, yeah. not balance out, but help the, the attack. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But so far, Spurs nine games, and especially the game against City, because we're because we're talking about that now. Spurs the game against City. Do you give them their flowers for this victory? I give Mourinho his flowers for that victory because it's a typical Mourinho. What 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 is a typical Mourinho performance then? Against a top four team, defend, 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 counter attack, get the one goal, sit back, catch them on the second break again. No, I say well done too. Yeah. So I, I say well done. Very good result. It's a good result for Marine. Being expected. I I well I, I think they I think they played well. I would even go as far as saying they were the better team. I think City had yeah. more of the ball, but they were pushed into areas um Tottenham showed them into. They basically imploded into themselves, yeah. I think. Yeah. Now, now, now going, now let's, let's talk about the city arm of this. Um, before, before the game, Pep Guardiola signed a new contract with city, an, an extra two years. This is going to be the longest he spent at a, at a club then if he fulfills his contract. Right? Yeah. 
So how do, how do, how do we feel about City? Let me, let me maybe uh, start, start with, with how I saw City in terms of the game, right? I think, I think in the game, look, they weren't helped by conceding a goal early, right? They conceded a goal within five minutes and that obviously plays to, to, to Tottenham's hands, right? But they couldn't get their tactics going either. So, so like I say, they have De Bruyne and Bernardo Silva high up the pitch, but Hoiberg and Sissoko were on them. They didn't change tactic there. Like, like, like I say, um, Ndombele and Kane cut off Rodri, who that position is very important to, to Pep Guardiola. Remember when he goes to Bayern, he says, give me Thiago, Thiago Alcantara and I'll win the league. Thiago Alcantara gets injured after a season. He says, give me Xavi Alonso, I'll win the league. That position is important to him. And just like we saw against Liverpool and now, Rodri got cut off. I don't think Manchester City really got to play their game. It really got to play the game. Mr. Potion, how do you see that? How do you see it from Man City's end? I actually disagree with you. 80% mm. says they did. I mean, they had 80% of the possession. Mm. You can't really say that Rodri didn't get to play his game. Sharp, it didn't do work. you think Tottenham wanted possession? I don't think so. I think they were more comfortable without the ball. Yeah, that's 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 why yeah. I'm like, I hear you saying they have eighty percent, but yeah. I want you to have possession. Yeah, what? but I feel like saying that I think Rodri was kind of in control at some point, mm. but it's just those guys were part of defense, the the, the Tottenham guys. Okay. So I think we need to give them that on the fact that they were prepared. They knew, hey, we're not going to get a lot of the ball. And we need to make sure that when, he, when we get it, it counts. Mm. I think City were just too comfortable with the ball. That eventually it started to frustrate them. As in like, hey, we've got so much of the ball and we're not doing much with it. Yeah. So, like, you see that a lot as well with Barcelona sometimes when we play. When something doesn't happen at a certain point, there starts to get, like, there's a pressure that starts to build up. As in like, we haven't done anything yet. Like, we need to do something soon. And then the panic hits. And what happens? Mistakes come after that. Okay. Mr. Curtis, tell us how you see the game. And let's also remember this is eight games in for City. They've only scored 10 goals. Is the league figuring Pep out? They've only scored 10 goals? Mm -hmm. I'm shocked at that. Um, Because I think it might be that the league is figuring Pep out. Because his play is very predictable. It's go to the wings, stay in your positions. Um, How it plays out, I don't know how it's going to play out for Man City this season because they do not have that magical striker like they had for Kunaguru for years because I think he's fallen out of favor with Pep. I don't know why he's not playing. Uh, Injuries. Injuries. He just came back. He was on the bench for that game. He first came back. But as they've given Gabriel Jesus a chance. Mm. They've given him a fair crack at this league. I might as well go as far as to say that Iannaccio did better, is, was, was doing better for City than Gabriel Jesus. Cause Iannaccio would come on as an impact club, would score. Jesus misses sitters from time to time. It's very on and off, but I think the league has failed to pick Pep out. And where I see this going, he signed that two year contract. Uh, Messi at Barca, <laughs> that man. <laughs> Is finished. He does not want to be there. You can see he's only scored like what three, four penalty goals this season. Yeah. Uh, he's not tracking back. So I think we might see Messi at City next season. And if they get Messi, Messi is that unpredictable player. 
What what do you, Mr. Potion? What do you think of City for the rest of this season? Because obviously Messi is a is a dream for next season, and next season is next season. City's eight points off the top with a game in hand, so they're not that far off. As much as they're probably twelfth, thirteenth in the league, it's just the results are crazy right now. If they were to, if that's money in the bank, the game in hand, they could be five points off the top with three quarters of the season to go. This is still Pep Guardiola. This is still City. Where do you see, how do you see the rest of the season for them? I think that City, I think they're still in it, but I think it's going to be quite difficult. It depends how their new signings work out. So they've got a new centre back, Ruben Diaz. Uh, Ruben Diaz, who has to fit in. I think he's, he's brilliant. Okay, so far, he's, he's been doing well. Yeah. I'll give him that. Uh, Ferran Torres hasn't really come into play. He hasn't found his feet yet in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Champions League, yeah, he found his he's found his feet. Yeah. Uh, international, he's a wonder kid. Yeah. But he hasn't really performed yet in the Premier League. So I think it it all depends on those little pieces of how they're going to fit into. Do do you have faith in them to get it right? I would do, say not this season. Question, do do you I, still see them being title challengers come last month of the season? I think they'll be in top four. I think they they'll they'll find their way into top four. They'll find their way into top four, not yeah. necessarily challengers. I won't necessarily now say challengers, but I think they will find their way into top four because uh, how they placed actually now. They're thirteenth, but they're about thirteenth. Yeah, eight eight points off the top with a game yeah, in hand. You see, they're thirteenth. Yeah. I think they they will find their way. But it's the it's eight points with a game in hand. No, I get you. With a quarter of the season to go. I get you, but that's like you, we can't say that the league challenge. titles aren't winning November, dog. Yeah, no, we can't say that they're challenges now because they have a game in hand. Yeah. So so Pe- Pep Guardiola's words, right? He says you can't win a title, you can't win the league in the first um, eight games, but you can lose it in the first eight games. Chris, do you expect them to be title challengers this season? They will be. They'll always be. All right, all right. Then let, let's let's go into another title challenger from the season. Um, with all of their injuries, we would have expected Liverpool to struggle, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I. I. Will they play in defense this weekend. And they played Fabinho and um, Fabinho and Matip with uh, James Milner at right back and Andy Robertson at left back. I think they had the best performance of the season. Their best performance of the Against season. Because if Leicester won that game, they were going top. So yeah. Yeah. to keep a clean sheet when you're yeah. missing three of your back four. Yeah. Then you're even missing the youngster that comes in to replace one of the back four. <laughs> Uh, I gotta give it to Klopp. I didn't expect uh, that result. I also didn't. I did not expect. It. I really thought that they were gonna struggle. A lot of a lot of people had them tipped to um to lose to break their unbeaten home record. I had them tipped. Le- there. Liverpool had gone sixty three home games unbeaten. They've now hit sixty four. I think they just equaled their record, if not broken it. Um, their their own club record, not 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 the not the league record. But a lot of people tipped tipped Leicester because I mean. It's coming off an international break. Leicester, Jamie Vardy's retired from, from, um, international football. Madison didn't get picked. Um, um, Barnes didn't get picked. They had a bit of a fresher squad. I think Liverpool totally outclassed them. Yeah. Mr. Poe, how'd you see the game? To tell you the truth, it made me realize that no, they weren't joking about Jota. Cause I used to just think, ah, Liverpool guys are just being excited. About this new signing of theirs, Diego Jota. 
but he, yeah, listen, he's he's a top player. He's a really a top player. Yeah, uh, Liverpool do have something there. Yeah. Uh, for um, not Fabinho, Firmino broke his back. Finally scored. Yeah. Had a great performance Good too, for in him. my opinion. Robertson being Robertson, I had a fantastic game. So mm. yeah, for me, those are the takeaways. Mr. Curtis, Jurgen Klopp said before the game, he said, we don't moan at this club, we find solutions. Mm. Now, they, they were missing Salah, Van Dyke, Gomez, Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold against Leicester, who's second. The, who was second, sorry. I hear you. It's easy to say coach like that when your team is winning. When Klopp was finishing third, fourth, he was a moaner. Let's mm. not get it twisted. So that's how I view it. But I will commend them for them finding solutions. I'll only judge a team when they make quotes like that, when things go against them. It's easy when things are going for you. They are champions, right? They lost against only Aston Villa, maybe one other game, but they still favorites. They did find a solution for Leicester, right? But that was at home. Let's see how long they can last. Uh, with this run of form when how, you play away from them. How, how are things going for them when they're without Salah, Van Dyke, Gomez, Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold? Uh, momentum. Winning is contagious. Uh, there are times where you can go play your youngsters against a Premier League opposition team in the Carling Cup, but you go beat them because winning is contagious. This was a Premier League game against a Leicester team. This is, Leicester had the top scorer in the league last season. I You're missing you. three of your four defenders I against last season's Pichichi. That's why I say when things go for you, things go for you. Things have been going for Liverpool in general. I congratulate them right, yeah. for the simple fact of I did not expect them to win that game. Yeah. Right? I think I've spoken before about I could see Liverpool falling off because of injuries, right? But they're not falling off. So I have to give them the props for that. But I want to see when, when they lose that first game, how did they recover from that? When they defenders start making mistakes, how did they recover from that? When they lost 7-2 to Leicester, they've recovered to come I'm talking, second top of... Yeah. They tied on points with Liverpool I'm now. I'm talking about this season. period now with all these injuries out. When you need Van Dijk to steady defense because you shipped... Uh, five goals to nil in the previous game. How did they go? Like, what are Liverpool's runs of fixtures? If we can get that. Just so we know. Because that's when I'll say, okay, fine. I still, I'll tip Liverpool to be favourites to win the league because there's no way I'm putting Spurs on number one on the list. Yeah. All right? But then I'll have to see how they react. Because to me, this season is who handles the injuries the best will win the league. M- Mr. Poe. I I, w- I would describe Liverpool's Liverpool's victory against Leicester as a champion's performance. Hmm. Um, I, I think I think this no. is back against the wall. Yeah, we, we, we've we've had it described here as as when things are going for you. It's, yeah, but I think this is backs against the wall. I think, I think this was... is Joel's Matip. Did you rate him highly before? This is Fabinho. Can he play centre back? There's still a. To tell you the truth, I think let's. Liverpool did well. They played very well. They showed up and they played very well. If they can keep this up with this squad, then we can start saying, you know what, this is a champion's performance. Mm. I think what happened in this game is that they were underestimated. Yeah. Because Leicester probably thought in their heads, ah, no back four, basically back four rocked into shambles, no Salah. We, we should have this. Yeah. 
they in their heads they started to psych themselves up as in like this is the best opportunity we can get to beat Liverpool. And let's not forget Brennan Rogers is a choker. He's done it a couple of times. <laughs> so it's not surprising because he did choke at Liverpool. He did choke last season in the second half where he did nothing. So when it matters most, sometimes you have to look at these things and maybe Brendan Rodgers is not championship winning material. Okay. Okay. But do we, do we, do we at least give it to Klopp tactically? Cause I'll give it to Klopp tactically because Leicester even got outnumbered in midfield. There was Firmino dropping in also. Jota kept coming into the center also. I saw, I saw Leicester's, um, Midfield two sort of looking around, not knowing who to pick up. I think I think they got gunned today. No, of course we have to give. It oh, to them. that day. We have to give it to them. Uh, you know they did. They played well. But my thing, my question is, can they do this with the squad that they have, like the 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 injured players that are out? Can they do it for whatever, how, for however long they have to? But for this weekend, I give I give them props. Because even to me, uh, they play in Atalanta uh, in the Champions League mm. tomorrow or today. I don't know when it is. Mm. Right? Uh, which team are they going to play in that game? Right? They gave Atlanta hands in the previous Champions League round of fixtures. I think they hit them 4-0 or whatever. Yeah. Right? So if they handled this round of fixtures very well, right? I'll be impressed because it's Atalanta this week or whichever Champions League team. And then they're going to play whoever in the league. So these two games are key. Uh, they're playing Brighton. They're playing Brighton. Okay, I expect them to beat Brighton. Mm-hmm. Is it away from home? Yeah, it's away from home. It will, it will most likely will. I, th- I think, I think we'll, we'll, we'll watch Liverpool with some keen interest. Cause look, as much as I'm praising Liverpool, I do think Leicester were poor. Yes. They were very poor. I, I and do, I think, I do think Leicester were poor, but I think Liverpool also brought out a top-notch performance. Mm-hmm. I think Leicester were poor because they weren't playing to their game plan. Um, Leicester is a counter-attacking team. Liverpool showed a very good, solid defensive performance. So maybe Leicester needed Liverpool at full strength. So Liverpool can be attacked. Like what happened with uh, Leicester versus Man City. Because let's not forget Leicester did beat Man City this season. 5-3 or 5-2. And that's because they were catching Man City on the break. Yeah. was that the case in this game? Because I didn't watch the full um, game. No, no. It, it, it was the case of Liverpool defending that well. Liverpool still played their very high defensive line. Jamie Vardy got no change out of um, Fabinho and um, and Matip. In fact, J- Joey... Bo- uh, Joey Barton. Uh, J- Jamie Vardy only got Joy running on the right. So he was actually running away from goal. He got a the ball in behind a couple of times, but it's away from goal. Mm-hmm. So you've got Jamie Vardy putting in a ball in, but you want somebody else putting the ball in for Vardy. He got no change out of them. Uh, I I was solidly impressed by Fabinho's performance. I have to give it to uh, Klopp then, mm-hmm. masterclass to nullify uh, Lister on the counter-attack, leading Vardy to the wing, because uh, I don't think he's a great crosser of the ball. And even if he crosses, who's he crossing to? Who's he crossing to, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, so I, I, I think... Fabinho's looking like a Rolls Royce in midfield, but let, let's let's go on to some other key fixtures in, in in the league. Now we now we spoke about Spurs. Spurs is top, and next weekend they're going to be playing against uh, Chelsea. Chelsea played away to Newcastle this season, and Frank Lampard described it as their most professional performance. I cannot argue with those comments. I'm not a Frank Lampard fan, but I have to give him props for these run of clean sheets. Thiago Silva dropped out the team and he still kept a clean sheet. Mm. The only detractor against it, I can say, it's Newcastle. They're not very strong offensively and they're 
lost Callum Wilson. So their goal threat wasn't that much because who they get in strike? They were playing Joao Linton. Yeah, My God, that man is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> My God, that man is terrible. So, so, so to me, Newcastle, a bit like Man City, they need to sort out their striking position, especially when it comes to the backup. Mr. Poe, how, how do you see this game? Uh, for me, as, as far as Chelsea's caliber. For me, I was the one player that really impressed me, even though he had a lot of missed chances. Was Timo Werner, mm. mm. because even though he missed his opportunities, he kept putting himself in those positions. Yeah, and I like that about you know a striker. Like even though you you do miss your opportunities, you come back, you try to take opportunities, you learn from your mistakes. So that is what I saw from him. And I'm like, no, that was that was a decent performance from him. Obviously, goalie. Has changed in Mendy. Mendy's a good keeper. Mendy's a very good goalkeeper. Yeah. We need more black keepers in the in the Premier League, guys. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Mendy yeah. has convinced me otherwise. He's, he's, Shout out. he's doing he's doing the Lord's work. Hmm. So yeah, from that point of view, it was it was a a great performance from Chelsea. They can move forward and uh, you know take something away from this game. So it's yeah. good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now a, talk, a talking point from the, from this game. Now, I I thought Chelsea was um, was dominant in this game, as you'd sort of expect them to be, yeah. right? It, it's a, it's against Newcastle. I think we'd be more surprised if they weren't dominant. Yeah. Kudos to them for being so dominant. But um, so Chelsea played four three three, yeah, right. And the midfield three was uh, Kovacic, Kante in his central defensive position, central, yeah, yeah and uh, Mason Mount, yeah. I thought Mason Mount had a fantastic performance, but I want to speak about Kante. Kante in that position, you kind of saw the two sides to, to, to Kante as, as far as what the recent managers have had. Yeah. Kante in that central defensive position, anytime you dare have three touches against Kante, like, <laughs> yeah, like defensively, he showed us everything yeah. that Kante is, but on the ball wasn't, wasn't that much. So you can see where the argument comes to say play Jorginho in that position. Yeah. Right. But but I mean, he stopped goals and there's Timo Werner up front. Mm. So so what what where do we think about the composition of Chelsea's team? Because they've had a lot of they've had a lot of signings. We saw Timo Werner play in off the left mm. with with Tammy Abraham up front as the as the focal point. Yeah. Mister Curtis, do you, do you how 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 viable do you see that being? Uh, I remember I had this conversation with, with, with you. on the right. Uh, I had this conversation with you, Lucas, mm. uh, when uh, Timo Werner was playing at Leipzig, mm. and you expect him to play up front. And I was like, yeah, he's going to play on the wing because they have that target man. I think that's where he's best suited in the Chelsea team. Yeah. Right. I think if Chelsea are going to continually win games and compete for the league, it will be Conte over Jorginho for me because mm. I'm a very firm believer of he's a CDM. Let him do a CDM job. Mm. Not everybody's a ball player. What's Jorginho doing over there? He's going to pass from side to side. Great, but when you come up against better opposition, what's Jorginho going to offer you? Nothing. Mm. Right? So, if they play Conte consistently and they play him in his favorite position, Chelsea will challenge. Mm-hmm. But then if they try and think and say, okay, fine, let's get more ball-playing midfielders in there who can do this. Because... Who's the CDM? Great teams always have a great CDM. Mm. Chelsea had Makelele. Arsenal had Patrick Vieira. Man United had Roy Keane. Mm. Uh, what are the other great teams you can mention that had great CDMs? Right? Even mm. with Makelele, he went from Madrid. They were title winning 
club moved to Chelsea, Madrid fell right off mm. because they had no CDM. Mm. So you got to start looking at places. Sometimes you got to look at a player's position and say, okay, fine. I have this type of player. He's best suited in this type of position. Let me not try funny tactics and play him up front. They try to play Kante as a number 10 at one stage. No, no, no. Yeah. Play him as a CDM. Let him do his job. And when he does his job well, he will stop goals. You worry about the person next to him being able to find the pass. And that's how I view it. Mr. Potion, did you, did you see any, because the jury's still out on Chelsea. Did you see anything in this game that sort of, um, gives you hope in them or, or, or gives you a bit of comfort in them that, that says they will, they will be at the top of the, at the, of the league come the end of the season? Um, I think you're asking the wrong person since I'm an Arsenal supporter, but, uh, seeing any hope about them ending up on top of the league, but signs of them, you know, ending up in top four, uh, they have a lot of, uh, attacking options, goal attacking options in, uh, Timo Werner and Tammy Abraham. Uh, Ziyech was a bit quiet in this game, but he did put he it. He did well. Yeah, he did well. He's also an option. Uh, Mason Mount, can't deny that he's a. I thought he was man of the talent. match. Yeah, I, I still don't man. like that gent. I don't yeah. like him. Exceptional man of the match. Yeah. But yeah, I think they they have a pretty good team. Uh, squad depth as well. I mean, if you look at it, uh, Thiago Silva went out. Rudiger fit in like a club. Yeah. And yeah, you, you really can't deny that. that yeah. Even when. Uh, I think Emerson also came on. Really. Yeah, yeah, he came on in the 80th yeah, for, ben, for Ben Chilwell, yeah. He came on for Ben Chilwell. You could still see he's fulfilling the role that Ben Chilwell does. So they do have the depth. You've got to give it to them. So, Chelsea's next fixture is against Spurs. How do we see that fixture playing out? Here on the chopping block, I'm going to give it a draw. Uh, Score draw no no. I'll give it a one one. Mm-hmm. I see Mourinho going to defend mm-hmm. as always. I see Chelsea scoring one goal, right? Because as we were talking about uh, depth in the Chelsea squad, I feel they do have options. Uh, if Tammy Abram doesn't do it, you get Giroud mm. on the pitch. He's one two play, brilliant. Mm. All right. I remember when he was playing at Arsenal, uh, Walcott scored a lot of goals that season as well. So, Frank Lampard, if he uses his options correctly, he'll do well. Chelsea will win that game if they do not play Jorginho. Keep that man on the bench and Chelsea will do well. Because Kante will keep whoever's in Tottenham's midfield quiet. Now, now, now you've been vocal about your, 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 your thinking of Frank, Frank Lampard's abilities as a coach. Chelsea is kind of in a, in a run now where they're putting together clean sheets because you, you've called Chelsea out for the number of goals they concede. They've, they've plugged the goalkeeper gap. They're conceding less goals. Do you think there'll be title challenges? <sighs> title title challenges. challenges until March. Just like they were last season. They'll okay. do well, 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 well. And then when things go against them, because in management, the man management comes for you when things go against you. All right? Mm-hmm. Things haven't gone against Frank Lampard this season too much. All right? So what's going to happen when Feb March hits and he's in the Champions League and he loses 7-2 to Bayern again? Yeah. What's going to happen? 
Are they going to falter? Are they going to win again? Can he motivate his team to come and play well? I doubt. Frank Lampard is white privilege. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I can say about the church. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now, now we've talked about Chelsea as in, um, things haven't gone, things have gone well for them. Let's talk about a team where things aren't going well for. Man United had a 1-0 victory against West Bromwich Albion. West Bromwich Albion is second bottom of the league, have not won a game this season. United needed a, a, a retaken penalty to beat West Brom. Dude, you won. Just take your win. Take your, take <laughs> Don't forget, win. West That's Brom did draw 3-3 against Chelsea. Yes. So you beat them. It's a 1-0 win, but it's yeah. building a base. At least you're scoring goals in open, or it's not an open play, but you're scoring goals. Uh, West Brom, I think, who did they play the week before where they also had a close game? West Brom, after those spat of goals, they're generally not conceding goals. Slavon Bilic has got that team well drilled. So, so I, I'm, I'm looking at it from the perspective of the performance. I think, I think the performance wasn't great. I think West Brom, second, second bottom from the league, they were trying to win that game. Yes, they were. And they had opportunities. So de- defensively, I'm worried. Attacking, <sighs> attacking. Yeah, so they let you down. Mm. Uh, Rashford let you down. Uh, He's a youngster. That's given. Mm. Yeah, Rashford let you down. Martial also kind of let you down. Yeah, I can't believe they compared that man to Thierry Henry. <laughs> <laughs> he had Martial had moments of brilliance, and then in that same moment, the last third, the last part, he just went. So he was like the so French Javino. Yeah, is what you're telling me. No, yeah, fair point. But yeah. Like it, it was a shame. They, he just didn't have a shooting. I, I think. I think. I think. Uh, and 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 maybe because as a United fan, obviously I, I I tend to watch them more than others. And like 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 you say, we one take it. But I'm so confer- concerned by the performance because there's a lack of structure again. Harry Maguire, love him or hating, Harry Maguire was stepping into midfield to make the passes our midfield couldn't. Um, Martial and Rashford, like, they both had good seasons last season, right? They scored their highest number of goals. 20 apiece. Uh, yeah, yeah. Martial scored 23, Rashford scored 22. But if you look at it, Rashford scored his goals when Martial was injured. Martial scored his goals when Rashford was injured. Because to me, when they get it going, playing together, it looks beautiful, but they try that every game. You can't have two of the players who want to stand still, get the ball, and then beat six people and score. That's why Brunet loses possession so often in a game. I've seen Bruno play for, for Portugal. He doesn't lose the ball. Okay. I, I think, I think, I think performance against Everton, we look good because lo and behold, Fred and McTominay passed the ball forward. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and maybe, and maybe this is, um, me as a United fan sort of just taking all my frustration into one game where I should be happy that we won it. But Mr. Curtis, are you, are you thinking United in, in top of the table context? How you guys got top four last season was a smash and grab. Was he? Okay. It's Ole, Doc. He'll play well. 
when his job is on the line. He's okay. about to get fired. He'll beat PSG. After that, he goes on a game, on a spate of losing ones. He lost to Arsenal. Arsenal scored nine goals this season. Mm. Right? The very next game, you go on to win against Everton. So you're saying we shouldn't have lost Arsenal? You shouldn't have lost. You should have got that man fired. <laughs> we shouldn't have lost. We should have got him fired. Yes. No, I think what he's saying is that you guys should have beat us. You should have beat us. You really should have. Because we're a better team. No, not because you're a better team. For the sake of your team. Get rid of Oli. That's what I'm saying right now. Right? Okay. No, look, I look I'm Oli in. I, I, means, I want Oli to stay. Maybe he means from the pers- like perspective of the four, you've just beaten PSG. And then you, it was bring on Arsenal. Yeah. I, I remember you guys. You were very oh, vocal. They were very vocal that week. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I, I, I would lie. I kept quiet most of the time because I didn't expect much. I was like, oh, you know, let's just hope for the best. And we, yeah, we got the best result. So, so, so Mr. Mr. Potion, mm. when you're thinking top of the table, you're thinking title challenges. Mm. Is Man United coming into your thoughts? Title challenges? No. Top four challenges? Maybe. Based on? Uh, you guys have a good squad. Uh, your defense is still in shambles because of injuries. Mm. Uh, also, uh, morale has been affected by that criminal. <laughs> and your strikers aren't finding form yet. But that's going to work. It's going to work itself out at some point. Rashford will find his feet again. Martial will find his feet again. Cavani is going to help those guys out a lot. I think you guys will start to challenge at some point. I, I, I think, I think, I think United will break Cavani. Really? You should have got Zlatan rather. I think we'd break him too. He did well for you last time, but that was under under Mourinho. Under Mourinho. Mourinho. So why I say I think United will, will, will break Cavani is, is United doesn't really have a system. Hence I say it, it's, it's like watching, it's like, it's like trying to pull blood out of, of a stone watching Martial and uh, Rashford together. They're both good players, but like one of you run in behind to give the other one space to do the running thing. Don't pull up to the side like your Terry Henry and Trezeguet. They had Ljungberg running the other side. No, no one's doing that. Juan Mata still started. I love me some Juan Mata, but which other top six squad does, squad does Mata get into? Fair point. Fair point, but you know what's making me laugh over here? When you watch uh, Engl- uh, pundits in England uh, talk about Ole as if he's still a young manager, as if he doesn't have ten years in the game, he has ten years in the game, and and I and I want Ole in. Right? Hey, you want him I, in, I, but I, want in, yeah. I feel he's been getting too much uh, slack. He changed your team, cool, but if the problem at Man United is at board level, right? If they listen to Mourinho. Got him what he wanted. You guys challenge again. He finished second. And Mourinho does what Mourinho does when he wants certain things. I think we should play Pogba in defense. Of course he didn't want to play Pogba in defense. He was telling people, get me proper defenders. Mm. All right? He doesn't want Harry Maguire there playing the ball. He's like, nah, give me a guy like John Terry who will make sure you don't get past him. Harry Maguire is too liberal. So, Ole is steadying the ship, but... You guys need to find a better manager. Fair, fair enough, fair enough. Now, um, now, um, now there's Donny van der Beek too. <laughs> Donny like van der Beek, the new signing, he can't even displace Mata. 
I that feel was like a, you guys are doing him dirty. We're doing him dirty. I feel like you're doing I, him I, dirty. I, I understand why uh, why Ole picked him for this game. I uh, picked Mata for this game. As in, yeah, dude, you know the system. You'll fit in better. Yeah. And Donnie, who hasn't really had many starts. Fair enough. this was the game for, to put Donnie there. Yeah. Was Pogba on the bench again? Uh, Pogba wasn't in the 18. I'm not sure why. I think he had an ankle problem. Yeah. Yeah, but then now let's 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 go to the other team who sits side by side by United in the league in the league table. Arsenal played against uh, played away at Leeds United. Marcelo Bielsa's Leeds United. The game ended nil nil. There was a talking point in the game just after half time. Um, Nicolas Pepe got sent off for what is that violent conduct? Yeah, violent conduct. So, 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 um, Mikhail Oteta described, described that red card as unacceptable. Yeah. But, uh, and he was actually put the question to say, what did you say to the player? And he said again, I said it's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. So let's, 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 let's speak to the performance first. Because it's, it's actually, it's actually well balanced is that there's the, there's a first half 11 versus 11 and the second half 10 against 11. Mm-hmm. I think Leeds United dominated both. Yes, they did. Yeah. I can't even argue. Mm. My team has scored nine goals this season. Nine mm. goals. Having scored from open play in over 430 minutes. Mm. I am disgusted. Mm. <sighs> disgusted in what? Our lack of fair play. I think... Uh, yeah, creativity. creativity. I think the biggest mistake that Arsenal made was at board level. Uh, when we hired Emery. Uh, they first... Heard what Ateta had to say, and they loved him, right? And then Emre came, and he pulled the wool over everybody's eye, and then they said no. But Ateta is your manager that's given no, you nine goals in, in nine games. He's talking Eight. about Emre. Emre. I, no, I, I, no, I, I I hear you, but I'm saying Ateta's here now. Were you saying we've only scored nine goals? No, no. You see, what I'm saying is right. Ateta. Okay, let me put it this way. Emre came and he was supposed to steady the defense. Mm. He didn't do that. Right? And rocked out Arsene Wenger's flair play out of every single one of those players over the long run. Right? So Emre came in and did neither or. He didn't improve us offensively. He didn't improve us defensively. Alright? I feel if Arteta got the squad right after Arsene Wenger, alright? Uh, some of the fair play would have been there. Alright? Okay, but, uh, so we would still have those one, two patches, but he would have gave us a structure. Arsenal needed a structure at that point. We fixed the structure now, right? We conceding less, but oh my God, we can't do anything to score. Mr. Poe, now Arsenal's recent game is no, no against, against, um, Leeds United. A Leeds United that concedes a lot of goals. Sure. So, so, so Mr. Poe, take us through that game. Okay. For me, I have a few issues with that team. Uh, lack of creativity is number one. Uh, William has played week in and week out and hasn't really produced any sort of performance that's memorable. It's only his first performance where he had two assists where we thought, okay, you know what, we have something here. Then he just went quiet. I don't know why... His performances are like this, but it needs to be addressed. That's first uh, analysis that I've seen. 
And they even brought him off at half time because he was doing nothing. Yeah, they brought him off at half time. He wasn't doing anything. Uh, I think if I'm correct, Rhys Nelson came on for him. Yeah, he did. And mm. Rhys Nelson had a little spark of, like, you know, you could see a little bit of energy. Mm. In fact, you know who I rate in that game? And I hate to rely on youngsters, but soccer did a, yes. a lot. Yeah, All he, our he, chances he, came he, when he came he, on. He came, yeah. he came off the bench and did well. Right, but uh, but maybe let me start here with you, Mister Poe. Mister Poe. Um, so I bring up Arsenal. He brings up Emery, but then you say William hasn't done anything. William is an Arteta signing. Um, um, Joe Willock played at number ten. Yes, is this not an Arteta decision to not have Ozil anywhere near the squad? So uh, so uh, so I hear the conversation about Emery. But you described Oli as crash, uh, crash bang. This is his time to be managing now. Let me stop you here. The Uzo situation. Can we please, like, even though this guy creates chances, can we understand that there is a a part of his game that is lacking, and that is his defense. Uh How would like put yourself in a in a young player's shoes, where there's a player who's not working as hard as you in practice doesn't put in as much of a shift and he plays week in and week out. Uzo's not the man that he used to be. His performances have declined. So I understand that it is a bit harsh for them to leave him out the squad completely, but you still need to reward the youngsters who've played well. Now, now, now Mr. Cur- now Mr. Curtis, now Mr. Curtis, wait. You've, you've described a factor in this game as a lack of creativity. Right, so take take us through that. Leeds United, I think, I think outplayed Arsenal. Right? Um, did Arsenal defend well? Arsenal defended well. I'll give them that. Leeds United hit the woodwork three times. Second half. Well, okay. They <laughs> still hit it. But we're talking about the first half performance. So did they not have uh, chances? Oh, they didn't. You're telling me about woodwork. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I hear, I hear you. All right. So it's easier to hit the woodwork in the second half. But they hit it. Okay. It's not a shot on target. Okay. All right. But we are looking at a more defensively solid Arsenal structure. All right. I feel like Arsenal is playing like a mid-table team. Yeah. When you look at them play, they play on the counter-attack against bigger teams. Right? Yeah. I read a comment on Twitter over the weekend. Arteta is playing the type of football we expect Mourinho to play. And I was like, I can't fight that argument. So, Arteta's our, our, our um, number two is Steve Round, who was uh, David Moyes' number two at Everton. Arteta played under him. And we describe David Moyes as controlling football, and I, I take it he's from that school too. But when you say there's a lack of creativity, you put that down to the previous manager. I, I, it, what is Arteta doing this season? Because you guys are 11th. I'd like to take that one first. What, what, what is Arteta doing? Maybe, maybe, maybe I built it up badly because I'm trying to steer the conversation to Arteta. I think what Arteta was trying to do with his signings is he was trying to originally get rid of Uzo. Uzo is one of our most highly paid, like the highest paid players in the squad. And if you match that to his performances, it does not match. We were supposed to get rid of him and we were supposed to bring in uh, Awa from from Lyon. Hmm. 
that didn't work out because of stupid mistakes. Uh, the guy's brother wanted 10 million commission and then we told him to essentially go kick rocks. So from that point of view, he should have made another plan. He did rely on a creative player in that guy, but it didn't work out. So And then he took his, his B option was uh, William and it doesn't seem to be working out. There, I would like to take you on, Potion, because we can say his performances have declined, right? Mm -hmm. But then even when you look at it, our top two players who create chances is Ozil and Pepe. Okay, so so Leeds United, nil-nil Arsenal, right? Who's Arsenal's best performer on the day? Our keeper, Leno. Leno. Our keeper, Leno. Saka coming off the bench. Saka coming off the bench. Aubameyang linking with Saka when he comes off the bench. Okay. Uh, that's how I look at it. Right? Okay. But as I was saying, it's like one of those things of we do not create chances at all. We don't create them. Cool. I say you work with the squad you have. Mm. Right? You can't get rid of Ozil and then say, okay, fine, let me get Awa and expect Awa to hit the ground running. So I can say, understand when you say, okay, fine. Ozil's not working as hard as he needs to work, but then keep him on the bench. Right. Have that so, option. So, so, so hold on, hold on. So now Arsenal had, had a couple of injuries in this game, right? Um, um, Thomas Partey is out. Um, El Neni had, uh, had COVID. Defensive you, players. You, you, yeah, yeah, but it's your starting lineup. Yeah. The, you got, you put other players into the game. Yeah, I think amazing. Calvin Phillips bossed that game. You, you, maybe for a lack of a better term, you trivialized Chelsea's result, you trivialize Liverpool's result, maybe insert a better word there, but Arsenal's result, you're talking about your previous manager. Lucas, I'm saying Arteta's got in shambles in terms of tactics, don't get me wrong. Mm. I was talking about a longer running issue that I've had with Arsenal. Mm. Right? I feel that our creativity has been coached out because they were trying to fix something and Emery was not the man because he didn't need the all. Okay, so so Mr. Mr. Potion. Yeah. Same question I gave you about the other teams. End of the season, do you see mm-hmm. Arsenal in the conversation as title challengers? Right now, I think the best fight is top six. It's top six? Yes, that's the best six. For them to solve that, they need to buy themselves, they need to find themselves a, a creative midfielder to kind of fill the void. Danny Ceballos, ain't it? Uh, Danny Ceballos, for now, I don't see him as that, to fill the void. Mm. Uh, there's talks of us signing a player from uh, RB Salzburg. His name starts with S. It's very, uh, you know. So Lazabao or something yes. like that. Oh, Slavlitsky. Yes. Slavlitsky. So he, he's, a, he's, he's not essential. He's on the wing. Yeah, but he, he can also drift into oh, okay. the creative place. Okay. So they're trying to buy him as a replacement or to fill the void of the, you know, creativity that we need. So I think so, if we find something, maybe we can start talking about top four. But right now, if we don't solve the problem we have, yeah, with the creativity, I don't see us. So, um, Uncle Curtis, going going back to the Leeds nil, Arsenal nil. Um, I I I'm upset as United from the game against West Brom because we're a better team than West Brom. It shouldn't have looked as even as it did against West Brom. Arsenal, you're a better team than Leeds. 
Leeds dominated the first half when you were 11 against 11. Yes, they hit the post three times when you guys were down to 10. But first half against 11 and against 11 against 11. Do, do, on Leeds maybe took that half on points. Better uh, squad. Name Leeds players. You won't get through the whole 11. I'm not arguing that Leeds didn't play better. I am upset with the tactics we are playing. I think we overcorrected in fixing defensive mistakes. And, in that game. Right? Because even when you look at Ateta, right? We're struggling to score goals this season. Because he changed the system. He's been playing 3-4-3. Three, three. This game went to 4-3-3. Three, three, because we, we start, he's starting to get four, two, the defenders three, he wants in defense. Right? Uh, because even when you look at Arsenal players, right? I forgot to mention another person who did uh, very well is Gabriel. Gabriel. He's our player of the season. Why am I saying a defender is player of the season? Yeah. All right? So, as I say, I look at Arteta. This season, we can't score. All right? When he took over, it seemed like there was a balance. All right? Also was playing at that stage. We created more chances. Cool. We we, we took our chances in those games. Oh, I, I think I saw a stat to say I think Aubameyang has had about 10 shots this whole season. Something like That's that. That's my problem. They should... I was happy when they played Aubameyang through the middle. You you questioned other teams' managers. I'm, I'm questioning <laughs> their results. Yeah. I, I questioned other. Teams. Sorry, guys. I'm going to make them. No. I'm going to make them speak about their team in the same way they make other people. No, they no, talk no. about other teams. I'll give you that. Like our manager still trying to find his his feet mm. due to the lack of creativity. He's exploring his ways. Uh, I think. It also doesn't help that uh, Arsenal is playing that possession football where they would, instead of rather taking a shot or taking that risky pass, they'd rather just pass it back and build up play again. All right. You know what's the thing, right? right? Yeah. I could liken it uh, to Pep at Man City. Yeah. They also to struggle to score goals. They're on 10, we're on 9. But you told me about all the chances they had against, against yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. But I said with uh, Pep... It's Gabriel Jesus is a problem. Yeah. With Arsenal, we have we have a striker who can finish those chances. But you didn't they play him on the left. But you don't get them. He played up front against Leeds. Yeah, okay, but, but then that's the first game he's played up well, front this I season. We also need to remember that uh, Arteta has just brought in a new system into Arsenal. It's been what uh, essentially heading to a season since he got signed in January. Yeah. So he's had a season to try to implement this new philosophy of his. He hasn't had as much time as Pep. So to compare him to Pep is a bit unfair. Okay. I'm okay. not, I'm, 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 so I'm saying that let's not say. Okay. I'm not comparing all the way. I'm just saying in terms no, no, no. of lack I'm of creativity. Him, I'm yeah. saying to him because he was bringing up Jesus and uh, lots of chances and yeah. saying Obama Yang. So yeah. I'm saying that's my like viewpoint at it. Fair, fair enough. And to, to sort of wrap up, who was the team of the weekend? Who who had the best weekend for you guys? Tottenham. Chelsea. Chelsea for me. It's another clean sheet. Uh, I'm, I'm talking Chelsea overall. They're on oh, the okay. best run of form. Uh, best results is Tottenham. Best right. performance? Best performance. Mr. Poe? Right, you can say it's Tottenham. Liverpool. Wow. Okay, sure. The, the sure. three of the back four not there. They won. Sure. You think I'm going to say Tottenham or Chelsea? Get out of here. <laughs> I'm about to say Get out of here. Let me say it. 
<laughs> listen, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving, I'm giving this weekend to Tottenham. I think they, they, for me, deservedly beat uh, Man City with a great performance. They went top. There's a feel-good factor around them. I, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this 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 weekend to to Chelsea. But Big before we wrap it up, guys, I feel we should give uh, Zlatan, the coach of AC Milan, a heads up over there. Man is top of the league. The player. <laughs> he's, still he's top player. of the league. He's, he's a player, but I feel like he's managing that squad because he joined what yeah. in Jan. He revitalized that team. Yeah. Uh, top of the league, six games won, two games drawn. Juventus, four games won, four games drawn. Yeah. So I just need to shout out Zlatan over yeah. there. I think, I think Zlatan has done quite well because AC Milan is quite a young team with, uh, Rafael Liao and, and, and them. I think he's doing quite well. Those guys are young enough to do his running for him. Yeah. And I, I give him the leader role. The last thing role. you want to do is give Zlatan space. <laughs> I, I give him the leader role in that team because mm, mm. he got there and he started giving them a structure. Yeah. I think maybe, uh, flip, I can't believe I'm saying what English pundits used to say. That's what Arsenal is missing in the dressing room. We don't have those leaders. <laughs> but it is what it is. We'll see how it goes during this season. Well, you're saying for us, we don't have leaders. Leaders like Zlatan, who are charismatic, who take the mantle on. Because yeah. when I look at that squad, Aubameyang is a goal scorer. but Not a leader. You're not a leader. Yeah, he's uh, your captain. He's our captain, but he's not a leader. Well, I see after his little tiff at the end, they're now uh, tipping tyranny to be... Tyranny is a leader, sorry. Tyranny is a leader. That, that man fights for his team. Okay, okay, just, 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 just quickly then, cause I don't want to limit that chat to just Arsenal. Yeah. Right? So, let's, let's, let's look at Spurs. Do, do you think their team has leaders? Uh, Spurs. I think they do. Who's Hugo they? Lloris. Yes. Aldi Verald. Even Hoiberg himself. Yes. Uh, Harry Kane. Okay, let me put it this way. Man, in, in, a leader leads by example. Leads by example. not a leader. He's well, not a leader. Why is he not a leader? What does he, he do? What does he do that he, inspires other it's players? Not, it's not his words. It's not his words. It's the way mm. he, the way he carries himself. And even teams. when you say Hugo Lloris, what what what? I think the biggest difference in uh, Tottenham's makeup this season is Mourinho. When you watch that all or nothing documentary on uh, Amazon. Mm. What did uh, Mourinho come? He's like, you guys are a bunch of nice guys. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mourinho told them, be assholes. Yeah. You'll win more games. Yeah. And that's, so that's why I say, when you tell me, uh, Lloris leader, get that nigga out of here. He did nothing. He's the captain at France when they won the the World Cup. But what did he do at Spurs the past six years he's been there? Because he hasn't, he's been there since two contract extensions. Yeah. yeah. You're telling me Holbert. He came from Southampton. Yeah. Could we'll give him time. Right, we'll give him time. Who's the other leader? So, mentioned? so, okay. Harry Kane. Harry Kane. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair, fair enough. Um, City. Leaders. Leaders. Just, just quickly, just quickly, just to wrap up. Fernandinho. There's Fernandinho. He's not playing. He's not playing right now, but in the squad. But I think City. Kyle are... Walker. Nah. Kevin De Bruyne. Nah. Kyle Walker, from a vocal point of view, he. He seems like the type of guy who will stay loud, will mm. stay vocal. So mm. I'll give him that. He'll stay vocal. Uh, Kevin, De Bruyne? No. 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 He's a good player, not a good leader. Because when I consider leaders, I'm talking about the Patrick Vieira. Because to me, Thierry Henry wasn't a good leader. He was captain of Arsenal, okay. but okay. was not a good leader. Okay. I, I, I think, I think one day then we have to have this chat about, 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 about what, leaders. about what the leaders are. Manchester United? Harry Maguire, Bruno Fernandes. The criminal. 
Get out of here. <laughs> sure. He but leader? No. No. He's a criminal. He, he's a bad example to all the kids out there. Yes. Imagine if Raheem Sterling got uh, arrested in Greece. Ha! <laughs> ha! No. Get that no. criminal out of here. I'm not shooting Harry Maguire any bit. Le- okay, Liverpool. Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Milner. Henderson. In fact, that's the greatest sign in Liverpool did. Mm-hmm. Milner. I hate to say this because I do not like Milner one bit. He brought he balance to the he, Not even just balance. He's overall squad impact. He yeah. came from Man City winning championships. Yeah. To come to Liverpool. Now they're winning championships. Yeah. Mm. I'm not going to say this on record, so let's just move on. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and in fairness, kind of like you see him at Liverpool, you see him play left back, you see him play right back. At City, I even saw him play striker. Like he, he, he played everywhere. So, okay. So, so, so I, I give the weekend to Spurs. You give the weekend to? We left out Chelsea in that conversation. Oh, we left out Chelsea. We left out Chelsea. I I gave it to Chelsea. Well, Liverpool. Well, Tiago, for for leaders. leaders. Tiago Silva? I haven't seen too much of him at Chelsea yet, but he is an, a leader because yeah, we saw from, it at PSG. From, from yeah. Brazil but and when PSG. But talking about Chelsea specifically, yes. I haven't seen that yet. Okay. For me, I was going to say he is a natural born leader. Okay. Until he learns how to speak English, that is still debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Fair okay. enough. And, and, and the likes of Kante, I guess Kante, Kante doesn't fall as a leader. He's in, not a leader, he's more of a silent he, 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 yes, he does. He'll inspire you to want to work hard. Like Harry mm. King. I put him in the same boat as Harry Kane. As in ben Chilwell, I know he's a new signing too, but yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd see him as that. Yeah. Not as a leader, but as one of the, you know, the influences. I'll give him game. second tier leader. Okay. Yeah. Jorginho? Jorginho? Leader? Jorginho, to... one No, no, no. no Jorginho. The central defensive midfield. Oh, Jorginho. Yeah. Nah, get that nigga out of here. You saw Chelsea play better without him. Get that nigga out of here. Nah. All right, all right, all right. So, so, so wrapping up, we give, the, uh, I'm giving the weekend to Charles, to, uh, Spurs. Mr. Post. Liverpool. Three defenders out. Once again, thank you for joining us on this, on another episode of Nothing But Football podcast. We'll see you again soon when we'll go through more of everything that happens during the week and give you more of the banter connoisseurs from us. Mr. Chris, a.k.a. Uncle Curtis. Play Ozo, though. <laughs> that, that's all I want. Play Ozo, Pepe, get rid of William. I'd rather take Nelson at this point. Mr. Potion. Cheers, guys. And myself, Lucas. We'll catch you on the flip. Much love, guys. <laughs>